arts news from around the area. Welcome to the Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Good morning and welcome to Creative Cafe. I'm Kristen Chesick. And this morning I have some great guests. We're going to start off talking about the Community Box Office. It's a brand new program for the Arts Council. Just started last year. I have with me Associate Community Box Office Manager Nicole Weber. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning. What is your favorite morning beverage? Uh, I'd say it's a, a pretty split tie between hot chocolate and an orange tea. Chocolate and orange tea. Okay. Do you ever do those together? No, but I've you know I've had like chocolate with orange in it, so uh-huh. it might be might be something might, yeah. to try. Okay. All right. So uh, something to ponder for us this morning. <laughs> so uh, as I mentioned, it's a brand new community box office. Can you talk a little bit about who the community box office currently serves? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's kind of two sides to that question. Because there's first the organizations that we serve. Mm-hmm. We have currently five organizations that we're uh, set up with. Um, and they are the Irving S. Gilmore uh, Piano Festival, as well as the Kalamazoo Symphony Orchestra, mm-hmm. Fontana Chamber Arts, uh, Wellspring Corey Dancers, and Ballet Arts Ensemble. Um, so those are the organizations. But then on the flip side, we're also serving patrons. Patrons, everyday patrons, like sure. our dear listeners. <laughs> okay, sure. So five uh, arts organizations that currently use the box office. The box office is a program of the Arts Council, but it's also part of this Tessitura Consortium that uh, five organizations are a part of as well. We all use the same um, software, which is nice. And, but So this led us to be able to um, open up this option of uh, having other organizations join the party and be able to sell their tickets for them. So it's a great service that as an arts council we love, but also we know that people, especially now, we're getting back into it, right? People are starting to come yeah. back to live performances, and so we're so happy to be able to, it's a pro- great time. Provide, yep, <laughs> to provide this service. So what do you think um what do you think those benefits are of having this this idea of a community box office because it's it's not for everyone and it's not in every community. Yeah. So for the patron perspective, it's kind of nice to have just one number, <laughs> one location. You don't have to worry about tracking down all these different offices in order to get your tickets for all these different organizations. Mm-hmm. So that's a real convenience mm-hmm. only to have that that one one shot stop. <laughs> sure, sure. And we, um, as a ticket broker then, you're the first face sometimes that a patron sees. That's the first experience that they might have with an organization um, after seeing, oh, this is a show and I want to go see it. And so now I'm going to uh, attempt to purchase. Uh, We haven't had the luxury of seeing in-person shows until very recently. Can you talk a little bit about your observations of the patrons' experience coming back to shows? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So overall, everybody's pretty pretty joyous about it everyone's thrilled to be back um back to the live performances as great as technology and our virtual options are it's it's just not the same and it never will be sure (laughs) sure yes so there is something to be said for for having that communal experience and for being able to connect with other human beings in real live time Mm -hmm. um as far as the patrons experience is concerned 
Take me through a little bit about, um, because we don't think about this as part of your experience when you go to see a show. A lot of times we think about as soon as the curtain rises, that's the beginning of the experience. But it really starts with making that decision to purchase a ticket. Absolutely. So um, what are the types of things that the box office offers, for instance, like uh, uh, being able to accommodate patrons, that kind of thing? Absolutely. I I think one of the best things about the box office is actually being able to talk to a human being. Mm. Um, and that's really convenient for, for those of us who just just don't bode well with the computer or if you just feel like talking to someone is, is the better route in general. But I know that for me, mm. my, uh, my, little, my little trick about the community box office is we don't have those processing fees that the online orders do. Oh, so you can go nice. online and you can choose your tickets on that seat map. You mm-hmm. can call... You can say, I want these tickets, and we'll hook you up. <laughs> okay, so that's really good to know. That there's no processing fee when you when you call the box office or, or, uh, stop, in or stop in person, which is great. So instead of purchasing those tickets in your underwear at 2 a.m. <laughs> online, and we all know we, we will pay extra for that. I know I pay extra for that sometimes because <laughs> it's the only time in which I can actually get time to do those kind of things. But wait until the next day, 10 yeah. a.m., call the box office. Uh, or show up in person Absolutely. and you'll take care of them. So we talked about that patron experience and coming back to um, live performances. What's the funniest thing that you've overheard so far uh, as a box office manager? So it's hard to remember too far back because humor's often in the moment, but just this past weekend we had the um, the Gershwin and, and Borshak. The symphony. Uh, Symphony concert, concert. Yep, at the and museum. Sure. One of our uh, one of our patrons who was not overheard, he was talking directly to us. Okay. But he came up with a little saying on the spot, um, which was I, I thought was pretty fun. It was, uh, "You're only as old as your bad decisions." Nice, very nice. So, uh, as a box office manager, you get a lot of uh, uh, you a lot get of personalities. A lot of personalities coming through, and you're only as old as your bad decisions. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Good. Good. What, what, why do you think it's so important for us to start patronizing the arts again? Because I, I know um, even through, so the box office has been open for a year and I know that there's, there's been some um, cancellations. COVID is still very much with us in terms mm-hmm. of uh, uh, dictating sometimes what we can and can't do with our lives. And so, but as we start moving out of it, why do you think it's so important to get us back into those seats, get us back in front of the box office and get those tickets and get out there? I mean, face-to-face contact shouldn't go away just because it's a scary time and just because we have so much technology at our disposal. It's still important to, to see people and engage, and mm-hmm. that's such an important part of life, and that's something that you can engage with us through. Plus, there's just the arts in general, and patronizing the arts, that's good for everyone. It's good for your soul. <laughs> right. No, absolutely it is. Good, good. So if I am uh, wanting to buy a ticket for uh, Wellspring or Ballet Arts or the Symphony or the Gilmore, did I miss anybody? Fontana, Fontana Chamber Arts. I know they're coming up. Um, who do I call? So that's going to be the Community Box Office, which is 269-250-6984. All right, and if I'm going to come, where is the community box office? I'm going to come down and buy these tickets. Yeah, so we are located in the Epic Center, so that's on the Kalamazoo Mall, and the address for that is 359 South Kalamazoo Mall, Kalamazoo, Michigan. 
All right. So stop by, see that community box office, call them, get your tickets for upcoming shows. I know it's a little late. We just finished up, I think, the last thing that was on sale for the symphony. For the summer season. For the summer season, but we are in our planning stages. So don't forget when you get into that fall uh, to be able to go out there and get your tickets um, for all of the great organizations that share that community box office. I've been speaking with Nicole Weber who is the Associate Community Box Office Manager for the Community Box Office in the Epic Center in downtown Kalamazoo. Thanks so much for letting us talk a little bit about this part of the arts. Thanks for having me. The arts are a vast subdivision of culture composed of many creative endeavors and disciplines. The Arts Council strives to support all of these art forms and the creators who bring the art to us, but we can't do it alone. This month, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo is endeavoring to meet our fundraising goal. A generous anonymous donor is matching our fundraising efforts dollar for dollar up to $25,000. So we're racing to raise $25,000 before the end of the month. You can help. Go to kalamazooarts.org and see the donate page. Any little bit helps us continue to serve the 260 artists and arts organizations that constitute our membership and rely on our support. 88% of everything we bring into our organization goes right back into the community in the form of grants, sponsorships, collaborations, and direct programming. Help us continue to bring Summertime Live, Art Hop, and the Community Arts Awards to our community. Support the Arts Council and help us continue our impact. Help us amplify the arts. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. And we're back. Good morning. I'm Kristen Chesick, and we're talking Creative Cafe. My second guests, plural, this morning, I've got Emily Duguay, who is the Director of Arts Administration at Western Michigan University in the Departments of Theater and Dance. And I also have with me Laura Henderson, uh, the uh, newly anointed executive director of All Ears Theater. So welcome, both of you. Yes, yeah, pleasure to be here. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. So this is Creative Cafe. So the first question that we like to ask is, what's your favorite morning beverage? Mm, coffee. Coffee, black coffee. Black and I will tell you, this is a morning routine. So I get up, I have my K-cup, which I love the, the drip coffee, but I wake up about an hour before my wife, so I have to have my K-cup. And then I start the coffee, so it's not old tasting by the time. So black coffee all day long, though. All nice. right, black coffee. Well, good. So we're all theater folks in here today, and black coffee it is. Um, you're here with us today because we're going to talk about Theater Kalamazoo. Uh, some folks know about it, some folks don't, but it is a consortium of theaters in Kalamazoo. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about it, how long it's existed, who the members are? Sure. Um, we sit down as a group of nonprofit theater organizations in Kalamazoo County every month. Um, we stay in community together. We do programming together. We talk about our seasons. Um, we plan marketing, cross-promotion whenever possible. Um, but mostly we support each other which I think is probably the most important aspect of Theater Kalamazoo. Um, we ensure that those organizations that don't have the same resources as the larger organizations feel supported. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, we, but we work together to keep the theater community, the whole theater producing community in Kalamazoo, in touch with each other. Right, right. How long has it been happening? 
Gee, I think we were discussing this this morning, I think over 40 years. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I know that I first became a member of Theater Kalamazoo through Queer Theater Kalamazoo mm-hmm. uh, in 2013, 2014, but they've been going long before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just a very welcoming space, and it's so great, not just for the big players, but the small theaters like QTK, mm-hmm. Face Off, uh, Center Stage, to really have a connect to other theaters, what they're doing, their ideas, resources, uh, you know, trying to cross-promote audience. And I will say I worked with a writer out of Buffalo, New York, and she said, I wish we had something like Theater Kalamazoo here (laughs) where the theaters didn't compete against each other, but they worked together to create a vibrant theater uh, community within the city. So, yeah. yeah. Who who are the members of Theater Kalamazoo? Um, WMU Theater and All Ears Theater represent Mm -hmm. here today. Face Off Theater. Uh, the Barn Theater, Miller Auditorium, the Civic Theater, Farmer's Alley Theater, mm-hmm. uh, Center Stage Theater out of Comstock, uh, Kindleberger uh, Summer Festival, mm-hmm. and I think that's everybody. And QTK, I think. And QTK. Oh, QTK. Yep, 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 QTK. Good. Did I get everybody? I think so. I think so. That's a lot of theater. Yeah. That's we a lot, lot of theater. theater in Kalamazoo. We do have a lot yeah. of theater in Kalamazoo. And to your point... When you're talking about, um, well, geez, you would think that all of those theaters are actually in competition for the same actors, for the same audience members, for the same titles. What is the benefit of having a consortium like this? Yeah, so when one theater is facing a challenge, we can go to the others to try to think about how we can overcome, like especially with everything that's happened with COVID as far as regulations and how we're navigating that and you know what we're doing if we need to delay shows. We're all just in communication and kind of helping each other get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that you just don't get if you're standing alone. Uh, your your community isn't getting the best out of those theaters because they're not working together to you know create something for the community as a whole versus just me versus you. Yeah, I would also say, and I just want to add, there is one more member, Kalamazoo College, the oh, yeah. uh, Festival Playhouse of Kalamazoo College is also a member of TK. Um, yeah, and, and then financially, we're able to uh, apply for funds as a group to do some things that as individual organizations, we may not be able to manage in quite the same way. And so then the group can provide support for initiatives that are funded to the whole group. Um, so grant writing happens, and it, it provides opportunity for everybody, um, depending on what we decide to do in a particular year, um, and 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 it's opportunity that may not be there otherwise. Right. And one of these opportunities of this uh, grant writing as a whole is we're trying to bring more sensory-friendly performances to Kalamazoo, and we're also trying to bring more ASL-interpreted uh, events in theater to mm-hmm. Kalamazoo. So that's something we wrote a grant for as Theater Kalamazoo was to help get funding for the individual theaters to hire an ASL interpreter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way smaller theaters like All Ears or you know, Face Off QTK that might not be able to afford it can start diversifying uh, you know, who we're serving in our community. Sure, sure. And there are going to be some folks out there that don't know what sensory-friendly means or even a, 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 a ASL. So can you talk a little bit about what those two things are in relation to theater? Yeah. Um, several years ago, we sort of introduced to the community uh, sensory-friendly performances, and they're, they're performances for families and audience members with special needs. Um, and it, it's an adapted performance uh, mm-hmm. for, for families with special needs. Sometimes the lighting cues are too intense. Sometimes the sound is too loud. Sometimes... Uh, accommodations just need to be made more accessible. Um, and so sensory-friendly performances are adapted mm-hmm. from the, the, the performances that, that they might 
that, that might have opened, this performance is adapted to serve these families and, and patrons in a more sensitive way. So this is, I can bring my child who is not able to sit for an hour and be yep. quiet and Correct. pay attention and it's okay. It's an understanding audience, yeah, right? The doors sure. are open, the lights are up, things are are things are more relaxed, mm -hmm. um, and so it, yeah, you everyone is welcome, and everyone mm -hmm. there is understanding of the circumstances. Great, yeah. great. And then uh, ASL. ASL is American Sign Language. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are trying to have more of our theater shows accessible to the deaf community here in Kalamazoo mm -hmm. by providing American Sign Language interpreters uh, for that, which we try to have two, so you can kind of get that dialogue, you know, going back and forth. So yeah. we're hoping to have some interpretation for All Ears, uh, our October show, Sleepy mm -hmm. Hollow, and that would be our first time having an interpreter wow. uh, at our event. And we're hoping our April show to do a sensory-friendly performance, which would be our first as well. So uh, mm -hmm. again, this is all born out of theater Kalamazoo and the ideas we've kind of shared together and each of us makes progress in any way we share it with the others and mm -hmm. sometimes it helps them to do make progress as well sure sure yeah ASL uh, hopefully starting in 2023 we will have every theater because everyone wants to do it it's just yeah. cost prohibitive sure. for the smaller organizations and so by applying for funds as TK we can then provide support to those smaller to, to all of us it's very mm -hmm. expensive to, to to provide these performances and so this pro financial support um, allows every is going to allow everyone to do mm -hmm. it so we've just got that grant in um, and we're hopeful that we can start mm -hmm. that work in 2023 so okay. you'll be seeing more of those opportunities which is really exciting for the Kalamazoo community right so I'm hearing support for each other yeah. within normal meetings and talking through seasons and challenges of uh, specifically theater in Kalamazoo. But then also it sounds like it's a great benefit to the community in the sense that you're, you're able to do things that you, you wouldn't otherwise be able to do singularly. And then all of a sudden it's a, a, a benefit available across theater in Kalamazoo, which is great. Yeah. Definitely. We are stronger together, I'd have to say. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm guessing maybe a little difficult to meet during the pandemic and everybody had a little different uh, challenges going in and out, but hopefully the consortium kept you all together a little bit. We stayed in community. I mean, we, we, we met via Zoom, of course. Um, rather than every month for a while, it was every two to three months that we made sure we connected. And honestly, we spent most of that meeting time because there was very mm -hmm. little we could do as an mm -hmm. organization. We spent most of that meeting time just talking about what everyone was going through. <laughs> right, right. You know, we really just talked about who, what folks were experiencing and how they were managing it. Okay. Um, and and that, that was the lion's share of two years. And then this spring, we really, um, we, had, we had naturally in February of 2020 retired our new play festival, which was a 10-year festival that we did. Right. It was a, a huge initiative that was born of Theater Kalamazoo at the time. Um, and so we were already on the cusp of what's next for, mm -hmm. for TK, and that got tabled um, with, right. with the pandemic. So it, this spring, we sat together, uh, we spent a lot of time together talking about, as, as the pandemic has provided this natural transition for organizations to just reassess. Mm -hmm. um, so we did that, and, and from that has been born not just um, the ASL effort and increasing sensory friendly, but we're also going to spend some time as a group doing work in professional development 
in the area of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. So that, mm -hmm. again, so that everyone has the, the same opportunity to, to improve as organizations in that area too. So um, we, we sat down in the spring and talked about, well, what do we want to be now? You know, what does mm -hmm. TK want to do now? Sure. And, and it looks different. Which is cool. Well, and that is cool. And, and we are not the community we were 40 years ago. And so it's really nice to hear that the consortium itself is still alive, still strong, and trying to tackle the challenges of today. So what is next? I, I think you guys are having some, some, you're planning something for September. Yeah, so set your calendars here. We have September 18th. It's a Sunday, most likely about 5.30 p.m. in Bronson Park. All of the theaters in Kalamazoo that are a part of uh, TK will be coming to preview part of their season oh. so you might hear a song you might see a dance you might uh, hear a short scene from a script and so we're going to be presenting this each theater will have about five minutes and we're going to uh, go through give you a great concert in the park and then we'll be going over to yeah. crawl space theater uh, afterwards for a little improv and a networking event so that way people from different theaters can connect but also community members can connect with uh, various theater leaders and uh, hopefully we can just continue to spread awareness of the theater community and be more accessible to all members. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> and I can't wait for that. So that is... Uh, you said it was September 18th, which is a Sunday. Do you should know what time? Sunday. Uh, about 5.30 p.m. is what we're planning. Okay. And the performance should last about an hour. Okay. And then over uh, KNAC or First Baptist Church, that's where Crawl Space has their space. Um, they're there on the first floor. So that's an easy walk. Yeah. Across the park to be able to go and hang out and do a little improv. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. And they'll have drinks available as well. So uh, come just have some fun, celebrate, get out of the heat, and uh, raise a glass to Theater Kalamazoo. Okay. I've been speaking with Emily Duque from Western Michigan University and Laura Henderson from All Ears Theater. We've been talking about Theater Kalamazoo. Really appreciate it. I know as theater people, this is um, it's 8 a.m. and it's a little early, <laughs> especially with a commute. And so appreciate you guys taking the time this morning. Love to hear that Theater Kalamazoo is still alive and well and that you guys are doing well as well. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. Did you know that for every $1 spent on the arts and culture in our community, $3 more goes into our economy through retail, hospitality, and travel opportunities? Did you know that engaging in arts and culture in your community can lower blood pressure, restore cognitive function, and develop soft skills integral to healthy social connections? The Kalamazoo area is so rich and diverse in its cultural offerings, it makes us a better place to live and to work. Don't miss out on the wonderful things to do in Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo this summer. Please visit our website, kalamazooarts.org, and click on the calendar to plan your next experience. That's kalamazooarts.org, and help us amplify the arts in our community. Now you know. Please join us next week for another installment of the Creative Cafe, brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo.